0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Undercurrents here on WMUA 91.1 in Amherst. My name is Jenny. I'll be with you for the next half hour. We have several guests with us today in our virtual studio, um, and I'd like to introduce them. Dora is a graduate student at UMass working um, for a degree in higher education. Li Ting is a third year's master's student in East Asian language and cultural studies. Jaja Zha Zha is a student undergraduate at Amherst College, so majoring in studio art and American studies with an emphasis on Asian American studies. So I'd like to give you each a chance to say a little bit more what you're studying than what I just said. Dora, would you like to start? Yes. Hi, everyone. My
1: name is Zen Shaoyu. I also go by Dora and I am a third-year student in higher education at UMass Amherst. I also work as a co-chair of Graduate Employee Organization, which is the Graduate Employee Union. And I also work at Disability Services at UMass as a consumer manager.
0: Glad to be here. Here, Jaja.
2: Yeah, um, so my name is Zha Zha or Zha Zha, either one is fine. Um, I am a junior at Amherst College. Um, And I also am a chair of APAC, which stands for Asian and Pacific American Action Committee, which is an organization that's been furthering this um, essentially 50-year effort at Amherst College to establish an Asian American Studies program here. Mm -hmm. Um, And we also do a lot of like advocacy work Um, related to Asian American issues. And I'm also a undergraduate Mellon May's research fellow, um, researching uh, transnational Chinese diaspora studies, specifically maritime labor aboard American British and Norwegian ships.
0: Excellent, Li Ting.
3: Um, Hi, I'm Li Ting Cheng. And um, for Chinese pronunciation, uh, my uh, name is Zhang Li Ting. And I'm the third year, a master student at UMass. Um, and my research focus is pre-modern Chinese poetry. Um, especially I'm um, really interested in um, female writers, um, work, literary works, and also, you know, um, the 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 gender issues in Taiwan and in China. And, oh, I'm I I'm am, I am also a teaching assistant of Chi- uh, Chinese language.
0: All right, well, this is very impressive, and I feel tired already listening to all the things that you're doing. Um, I want to do one more go-around, or if you could each say, tell our listeners, like, where you grew up, so we start to have some kind of idea, and maybe why you came to UMass or Amherst College. How did you end up here? Doris?
1: Yes, so I came to United States in 2013, and I started my um, academic career at GCC. I came from Taiwan, and that's how I know Li Ting, because we both are in Taiwanese American Students Association at UMass, and what I chose to be at UMass is because I went to GCC, and that's one of the mass transfer schools, (laughs) so
0: yeah. That's great.
2: Yeah, so I grew up in Texas um, and I moved to Texas from Wuhan, China, when I was four years old. Um, And uh, my dad was a martial arts teacher (laughs) and my mom was a waitress um, when we moved to Texas. And I came to Amherst College because I decided from a very young age that I wanted to teach Asian-American studies when I grew up because when I was living in Texas, I was one of the only and sometimes the only Asian American student at my school. And I sort of was targeted for a lot of discrimination and stereotypical sort of um, like er, treatment and like discriminatory treatment and stereotyping (laughs) and racism. And, um, And so it kind of changed my life when I stumbled upon, the, the, the um, subject of Asian American studies as a 12 year old. And ever since I sort of discovered that Asian American studies was a thing, I wanted to like teach it. Um, and so I came to Amherst College because uh, I, I knew of this very um, reputable and just amazing founding scholar in Asian American studies here called Franklin Odo. And he's my advisor now, but I applied to Amherst and came to Amherst because I really wanted to work with him
0: that's exciting. Meeting.
3: Oh, okay. Oh, so cool, Jia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I I come from Taiwan too, and I came to the United States um in 2018, which is three years ago. And um to be honest, the reason why I chose UMass Amherst was because I received scholarship. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, um, I think if I can financially support myself and I can, you know, at the same time work on things that I love, why not? So um that is the main reason why I, I, I came here. And the reason why I came to the United States to study is that. I realized that um, the undergraduate education in Taiwan is just not enough for me. And um, I was an exchange student um, at Stanford University when I was undergrad. So I really enjoy the atmosphere and the approach that um, the American classroom has. Well,
0: so so that's interesting. Li Ting and Dora, since you both um, had a significant part of your education internationally, the places. Do you want to follow up on that comment on what is the difference? What was it that attracted? So Li Ting, if you just want to continue, and Dora, if you have something to add.
3: Um, of course. Um, so um, if I would have to simply put, um, I think at least Taiwanese education is much more boring. Um, So (laughs) basically, um, um, when we have a class, um, teachers would hold the microphone all the time and um, tell us what is right, what is wrong, what the correct answer is, and what we have to do is to memorize and know how to, you know, take the exam correctly. And um, yeah, and you know, teachers used to judge us solely based on our academic performance instead of what insights that we have. But um, as a learner of um, literature and philosophy, I feel like that is totally conflict with I th- what I want to learn. Yeah.
0: Yes. Dara?
1: Um, yeah, I would add on is When I was in Taiwan, I was not a good student at all, simply because I just can't do the standardized test. I'm very poor at taking tests and I'm basically like, you know, barely surviving all my subjects. And so I came, I went back to work. I went to work after I graduated from an associate degree in Taiwan. And I went work for two years and I came to United States and started from, a community college. And what I noticed, the big difference is here, I can have my own voice, like what Li Ting was saying. I learned how to write. I mean, in English, like academic writing is very different from your free writing, right? And how I can have a voice in this, these kind of academic writing. And also there's a big scholars behind it and literature. And I immerse myself into it. And it's very different from you know, in Taiwan, you kind of were told like, okay, this uh, these are the knowledge you have to have. Very different route. Yeah. Xiexie?
2: Yeah, sorry, I don't mean to sort of interject, but um, like, like I know I'm not in, 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 like I didn't receive formal schooling in China, but I, I, I almost kind of do relate to you guys' experiences um, as like someone who sort of went through a traditional school system in the United States and had learning disabilities. (laughs) Um, And I think another reason that I chose Amherst College is because it is like an, an open curriculum and teaching focused college, like as like an open curriculum, curriculum, liberal arts institution. And I also struggled a lot with multiple choice tests and a lot of like the technical parts of education, like getting there exactly on time and like Um, writing your name on the top right corner and your date in the top left corner like I I had so many points docked like um, due to sort of making stupid mistakes or like not not being able to sort of read so so I I I struggle with kind of reading carefully because I have very severe ADD ADHD Um, and so that sort of traditional schooling just um, I had a really hard time with it as a kid and at Amherst I'm able to Focus on research um, and working closely with a professor and presenting new ideas instead of multiple choice. So, I, I do kind of relate to that experience as an ADD year.
3: Um, so, um, I want to um add something um by saying uh, my my personal experience. So, um, I actually live in privilege of um. Taiwanese education because I'm very good at taking exams. And I got into a very good um, college when I was undergrad. Um, but right after I got into the college, I realized that I, I didn't know how to do research. And even when just a random person asked me about some um, opinions about a certain Um, that say social issues, I have no opinion. I don't know what I feel. I don't know what I think. Yeah, so I think, um, I think um, the journey of pursuing, you know, um, pursuing master degree and also um, coming here to study is an approach of um, gaining my subjectivity and also, you know, try to find a language that I can use to express myself.
0: Well, what you're saying is extremely interesting. Um, But let's segue the topic a little bit. Um, It seems like we could talk for a long time about education and what that reflects about the different cultures and what kind of skills, possibly activist skills, one can gain from different kinds of education. Um, For those of you who, for Li Ting and Dora, you came here from from Taiwan and from Texas, which, you know, I mean, I was going going to ask you, what did you notice that was different from education in Texas to here? So you volunteered information anyways. Um, Some things don't work out quite so well. So it's great that there's pluses in the educational system, but how have you felt um, as Asian-American women um, living in this country. Dora, would you like to start? Yes, so I am
1: one of the organizers of the rally at Downtown Amherst, um, and the, the name of the rally is called Hear, uh, Hear Us All, a rally specifically dedicated to AAPI women. So. Um it happens to be at the same week that um, I was yelled at by um, one of the white males in my workplace for no reason. And they just dumped their rage on me and, you know, just keep going. And I was in a room, you know, like a Zoom meeting. And my husband in the other side of the room, he heard what's happening. And he came over and then trying to have a degree with me. And I was like, I can't believe it. He's doing this. This is like the same week so many API women was killed in Atlanta. da And my husband was just like, mm, I don't think you should make that connection because, you know, maybe he just had a bad day very same rhetoric that was used by the sheriff to defend the murderer, right? So I that's that's an awakening open, uh, moment for me. And also thanks to Lee Ting who has like, you know, um suggested how we should organize the event because I see the wave of stop Asian hate rally happening around the across the nation. But the, the, the focus of AAPI women, I think it's kind of um, exiting from the common narratives. And I need to bring that back because it's not only they're, they're Asian being killed, they're Asian women being killed. And there is a long history of racist and misogynist um, treatment to AAPI women in this country and around the world, and our stories deserve to be heard. And believe it or not, when I, at the first stage I was organizing this, I got a pushback from other people in the same communities they were like oh you shouldn't diluting the you know the race issues with gender um we should just fight on this together and yeah at, at the same time I'm reading saying this your eyes was like what exactly what <laughs> um that's why I feel like you know having that experience while I'm organizing it, that makes me more certain I need to do this. And I am so thankful that so many of us came up and speak. And my experience cannot speak for someone who grew up here like Jaja's experience or someone who was adopted. Um, there was a high school students um, she came up to the stage and talk about her adopted experience. So I would like to give the floor to Jaja and she can talk more about how her experience is like growing up as an Asian woman in the United
2: States. Yeah, thank you for that, Dora. Um, yeah, so I think there's a lot of, um, so I, I feel like there's a, there are a lot of ex- examples of my experience um, being treated a certain way because I'm Asian. And then there are examples, um, because of the, the sort of the intersection of being Asian and a stutterer, and then examples of being Asian and an -er. (laughs) ADDer. And then there's also being Asian and a woman. So I'll try to sort of narrow it down to, 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 to the ones that deal specifically (laughs) with being an Asian woman. So something that I've noticed, like both from personal experience and reading Asian American studies for years is that there seems to be sort of a national trend where like, sort of, um, as far as the intersection between Asian and female identities go, like when there are few Asians, um, like when there are few Asian women in the community, um, the women are kind of singled out and sort of demonized as sort of undesirable and unattractive. But then when there are a little bit more, they're singled out and sort of fetishized (laughs) and sexualized. Mm -hmm. Um, And and since there's a little bit more of them, people are like slightly more used to them, but they're still not ready to treat them as like total human beings, if that makes sense. And I do feel like that reflects into my personal experience too, um, because I remember growing up in Texas sort of being mocked for um my features and 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 i lived not not in a big city in texas it was this like small town where there were like like i said few 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 asian people even fewer asian women and i was kind of mocked for my eyes and for my nose and for my face shape and the the kind of clothes that i wore um and also because my dad was a martial arts teacher and that was a very like stereotypical chinese profession in people's minds because that was what they saw on tv um, I also trained in martial arts with him. And so every, all the talent shows, I would do like martial arts and stuff like that. And so I, I was kind of made to think that I was ugly or unattractive or awkward or weird compared to all these other people. Um, however, I also was a child actress um, at my, during, during my time <laughs> in Texas. So I did a few movies and TV shows. I mean, not, mo- I mean, I was an actress in a couple of movies, but I did a few uh, commercials and tv shows and I guess the people in the show industry they're like a little bit more accustomed to seeing Asian women so I I would get offered roles that sort of were sort of like typical typecasty roles for Asian people so like I I remember I was doing like a Chuck E. Cheese commercial once and this guy singled me out and he, he was like well, we want you to play like the nerdy student in the video, cause you've got this really cool look. Like you just look nerdy. <laughs> and I looked around and I was like, well, I'm the only Asian in the room and I'm wearing glasses. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so there's things like that, that sort of made me feel like I was unattractive or undesirable or awkward. Um, and then when I came to Massachusetts, um, the greater Boston area, this is a community or not, Amherst, but I did live in the greater Boston area for a few years before I came to Amherst. And that was a community with um, like a little bit more Asian people, people were used to the idea of Asian women. And so rather than feeling like I was ugly, I suddenly started feeling like I was being fetishized um, among a lot of my friends. So I had experiences where sort of I would sort of like have an experience with a romantic or sexual partner. And then afterwards I would hear that they had said things about me um, about sort of, oh, like it's true what they say about Asian women's vaginas and things like that. Um, just these stereotypes that stretch back to like the prostitution of Chinese women in the 1800s. Um, yeah, so I, I would say as far as my experience as an Asian woman goes, those are some of the examples. Yeah.
1: Sorry, can I just add something? go oh, ahead yeah, yeah, please, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, Thank you, Jaja, for sharing your life experience. What I'm trying to say is, you know, the killing is the most apparent violence one can see, stemming from racist, misogynist ideologies. But what you just say proved that there are all sorts of violence in our daily lives, and that's how we're dealing with in our daily lives. So... Yeah, that's very sad. And there is a need of like changing it. Yeah. So Lee, would you like to talk about your experience um, coming as an international student?
3: Um, before I share my experience with all of you, I would just want to let Jia know that I think you are very brave um, for sharing your personal experience. And I truly believe that you know, um, there are tons of listeners who just listen to your experience can resonate with that. And, you know, finally think that they are not lonely at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I think um, as, a, in, as an international student and also a graduate student in department of East Asian studies, I don't have a lot of experiences of actually living in the U.S. I'm more like living in the bubble of all Asian people, um, Chinese people in particular. Yeah, so I'm afraid that I could not say a lot about, you know, um, how Asian um, women lived in uh, America, but I do think that um, Asians and a lot of Americans, because I have a lot of um, students who learn Chinese language, they, they kind of mm, need to be educated more about knowledge on um, Asians and Asians um, cultures because many people only know about, you know, uh, Japanese, Korean, and Chinese. However, the truth is they are much more um there are much more Asians, different kinds of Asian in Asia, um, but they they don't know at all. Yeah. And also um as a teaching assistant, I feel like I feel like our education is dedicated to you know teaching language and you know how to use the correct grammar structures, how to uh, apply to the correct vocabulary words, but um, the the teaching of culture and um, and, China, and 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 um, Asian traditions, and even you know um, how Asians American can identify themselves. This kind of education. Or at least introduction is totally absent in my program and department, and I think um, to you know add more about it is very necessary.
0: So, folks, um, in our listening audience, if you've just tuned in, um, this is Undercurrents on WMUA. Um, my guests in the studio this afternoon, um, D- Dora. Li Ting, Zha Zha are, well, they were brought together um, by participating or I should say, organizing a rally which happened recently, Hear Us All. So we have about six more minutes left in the show. This time has really flown. Let's get back to the rally. Then maybe you can each um, let our listeners know what were key? What were points that people were talking about at the rally? What are takeaway messages? Um, Dora, would you like to kick off?
1: Yeah. So I think one big thing is um, what Lee Ting just suggested. You know, Asian Asian Americans shouldn't be lumped under this big umbrella because our experience varies so much. And you know, think about um, a lot of Asian American or Asian here. In the valley, in the Amherst areas, are like professors or you know staff associated with um, any colleges around here. But there are more. There are also workers in restaurants, or undocumented or documented. Me myself used to work undocumentedly in one of the restaurants in Amherst. So that needs to be um, you know the whole AAPI bubbles also need to be um, you know rich enrich and talk more about. Yeah, thank you. And uh, n- anyone wants to go next?
2: Joje? Um, yeah, um, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I-, I think I was also sort of very um, inspired by the wealth of experiences and the different walks of life that a lot of the speakers at the rally um, had to share. Um, and, I think from the sort of student side or from the undergraduate side, because I know, so Dora and um, her friends, they sort of started the initiative on the rally and us students at Amherst, I kind of heard about it from um, a departmental email within American studies. um, And I sort of, or the other leaders in APAC and I, we kind of asked permission from the college to be able to sort of participate in the rally without crossing the street. So we we, we were on two different sides of the street. Um, uh, And so on the Amherst College student side, we had maybe like 50, 60 or so people. Um, And I was just kind of surprised that sort of such a diverse and Numerous group of people yeah. showed up at such late notice, because we told them about the rally, like the day before, because it took us a while to secure the permission and the logistics. Um,
0: yeah.
2: And yeah, and I think one specific example of some- something that sort of um, made me feel very empowered and encouraged is when the Umass side of the rally, someone asked if um, people had heard of Vincent Chin, who was this Chinese American man that was murdered um, in another racially motivated murder um, in the 1980s. And I sort of got my gateway into Asian American studies by reading about Vincent Chin. And at that time, no one around me had ever heard about Vincent Chin. And so when that person from UMass asked if people had heard about Vincent Chin and like half of the rally participants raised their hands that felt really encouraging to me because that meant that the work that we've all been doing has paid off, you know?
0: Thank you. Um, Li Ting, we, we have two minutes left. Do you wanna add some comments about the rally and what was so important?
3: I think the most important part for me is to find support. And also, I heard a lot of um, very impressive talkings. But also, I think the rally is about um, finding your voice, you know, to try to explore yourself a little bit more. Um, Yeah. And it is okay to um, have not been that articulative enough
0: well this um interview has really this discussion has really flown by um i have a lot more questions i could ask but given that we have about one minute left uh, maybe it's not the best time maybe we'll all just have to um get together again in the fall for another another chat um does anyone want to say something about the What's happening next? Do you have plans or focusing on final exams or? <laughs> <laughs> Dora? Plan is <Plannedness>, self-care
1: <laughs> in summertime. Take some time for rest. Um, I know every one of us have been working so hard this semester, so self-care is very also very important. <laughs>
0: Right, well, thank you very much for um, joining Undercurrents today. Our guests in the studio, Dora, Li-Ting, zha uh, students at Amherst College and UMass. Um, until we meet again, bye. Thank
2: you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye.